Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening. God bless, God bless all of you uh, that are tuning in, those that will be coming in later. Thank you so much for being a part of our Tuesday night Bible study here at Praise Tabernacle Church. Uh, and we're just so excited, as always, uh, anytime we get a chance to talk about the Word of God and, and expound on it, we ought not to take that opportunity lightly, but reverently, uh, but we ought to revert, we ought to reference the Word of God. We ought to uh, often say, don't take your life, uh, don't bring the Word of God down to your lifestyle. But take your lifestyle up to the word to the word of God. So and I think it was David that said, God's word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against him. It's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So we appreciate you tuning in on tonight. Uh we uh tonight we're gonna try to pick up well not try, we're gonna pick up with what we've started with the subject of Abraham and um, Sarah. It's been a couple of months since we've been able to teach and uh, to talk about this, but we've had such so many great lessons uh, since the last time I was able to do Bible study. So thank God for the panel. I know we have the Tolberts on and we have Sister Oliver on on tonight. Um, uh, I'm not sure if anyone else on the panel, uh, Elder Oliver, will not be on tonight. But we just thank God for this opportunity. We thank God for, for chaos and what God is doing uh, with that ministry. So uh, we're going to say a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to go into it. We're going to go into it. We're going to try to – there's not many scriptures that I really want to discuss on tonight, uh, but we're going to try to finish it. So by next month, we can go into our next uh, family night, our next couple night. So, but we, we'll see. So tonight, we want you to turn to uh, Genesis, the 18th chapter, and we're going to start at verse 9. Genesis 18 and verse 9. So, Father, we thank you. We appreciate you as we come now to teach your word. We ask that you send your anointing. That makes teaching easy. Let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our hearts, be acceptable in thy sight. Let no flesh get any glory in this service, but all glory and honor goes to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Now, uh, before we jump into it, for those that, that are on the panel tonight, um, is there anything, any points maybe you can bring us up, maybe from where we started up to now, maybe something real quick. It doesn't have to be long. Uh, maybe one or two things that have stuck out to you uh, as a, that we may can give a refresher uh, to our audience. Uh, just any, anybody at this time, it doesn't have to be long, just maybe one or two uh, points that you would like to bring out uh, up to this moment. Um, I would say um, pretty much what I get out of a lot of what we've been um, talking about in reference to um, Sarah and Abraham and Hagar is when you don't seek God and you don't um, allow God's will to be done and you make up your own things along the way, um, you get off course. 
um, just because God allowed something doesn't mean he ordained it. So you just got to make sure that you follow what the Lord is saying and not what your plan is saying. That's a great point, Sister Oliver. That's a great point. As y'all, everybody remember that, that God, there's a permissive, you know, there's a permissive will, meaning God permits um, certain things, but that doesn't mean it's his perfect will. So there's a difference in the permissive, meaning God just permitted it, you know, to happen. Remember Jesus, they were asking Jesus about marriage and divorce, and he told him, he said, well, from the beginning it was not so, but from the hardness of your heart. You know, Moses allowed you, or in other words, God permitted Moses that was just permitted, you know, that wasn't God's perfect will. So, great point. Great point, Sir Solver. All right. Anyone else? Okay. All right. All right. So, let's let's jump into this um, Genesis chapter 18. And I think in, in here we're going to go from 9 to 15. I think that's the way we're going to do it. So I'm going to read, um, read and then we'll talk about it. Anytime anyone on the panel wants to jump in, uh, feel free. Feel free to do so. So we're in Genesis, the 18th chapter. We're going to start at verse 9. Genesis 18 and 9. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in a tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also? There's a question there. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child, which am old? Is anything... Too hard for the Lord. My God, I can shout. I can shout right there. Let me read that again, verse 14. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah did not, saying, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst last. Amen. See, we, we, we understand um, what we've been dealing with and talking about on this subject. Uh, there was a promise made to Abraham at the time he was Abram, and uh, Sarai knew about the promise, and what they decided to do was, as Sister Oliver just said, they pretty much decided to help God. They wanted to help God, uh, you know, with his plan. And a lot of times we get in trouble because we want to assist God without his permission, meaning God didn't ask for our help. God didn't ask us to 
to, to do certain things. You ever had somebody that that just always, you know, tried to assist in areas even when you didn't ask them to? You know, they, they refused to stay in their place. They refused to stay in their lane. They refused to do what you asked them to, but they'll, they'll just voluntarily do what you don't ask them. And that's how it is sometimes, especially uh, in this way, especially when God don't seem to be moving as fast or as quickly as we think he should. So us in our human finite mind, we decide we want to help God. So we're up to this point now where the promise that was made years ago is now getting ready to come to pass. Okay, so the men of God visit Abraham and bring news about him and Sarah having a baby. Okay, and Sarah laughs. Abraham, Abraham, and Sarah laughs at this thing because, as we see, she was. They both were well stricken in age. I think around this time she was about eighty-nine, and uh, I think Abraham was ninety-nine. So. Could y'all imagine, especially to my sisters that's on the panel, what would you, I mean, could y'all imagine, Sister Oliver and, and Sister Tober, let me just ask y'all, what <laughs> what could possibly be going through y'all's mind if, let's just say at the age of 60, 70, if y'all found out she was pregnant? Sister, Sister Tober, what, what? I, I know you, you a little younger than, than us on the panel, and you, you actually got, you know, your baby's only a few years old. But could you imagine what could be going through your mind at the age of eighty-nine? Sister Tober, talk to me. Oh, I think at the age of eighty-nine, <laughs> I, honestly though, I, I probably would have laughed also. And I don't think we have enough context clues. I think it's more of an opinion um, to understand why Sarah laughed. She could have laughed because she could have laughed like me, like an old person, like, yeah, right. Or she could have laughed out of nervousness because she did believe that it was going to happen, but she could have just been nervous because of her age. Um, So me, 89... I'd be like, y'all lying. Like, there's, there's no way. Like, what are you talking about? I think at that age, um, a senior senior citizen, it would be more like a, a disbelief. Um, yeah. Because in my 30s now, I'm waiting on mine to get grown so I could just go travel with my man. So starting over at 89 years old, I would be like, yo, what? <laughs> So I could just imagine, like, what was going through her mind. Like, I think it was really, like, maybe a disbelief of anything. Okay. Okay. Great point. Sister Oliver, what about you? Uh, I'm going to have to agree because I would be like, okay, is this a joke or something? Like, uh -uh. somebody put something in the water because I don't know what's going on here. So I agree. I would just. I would laugh it off like, nah, y'all, like, some, y'all, do the test over. <laughs> Something ain't right. So I, I, I don't think my body can handle it. But at the same time, I love kids. <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, okay, hey, if this is what you letting happen. And 
I mean, I love kids that much. It'll just be like, okay, we got a little baby coming. So I, I think I'm good on, on that. So, Well, here's the question. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? <laughs> Not at all. Not oh, at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Minister Tobert, now, now, now we do know uh, just off of medical, you know, you know, especially in this day and time, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be as far fetched for a man, you know, an a 89, 90 year old man to get a woman pregnant. But Minister Tober, what, what could you, what could you see, what could possibly be going through your head? Um, at that time, at, at the age of about 89 or 90, what, what would you be thinking about? Uh, I'm I mean, thinking 89, that, I mean, that, 99, 99 for the man, 99. 99, yeah, because he was older. Uh, yeah. You know, at that time, I mean, really, I would be thinking like, man, I mean, we we about past time. You're well overdue, you know. So, I, I, I of course, we know that it can happen, you know, because, of, you know, the <laughs> Uh, <laughs> biology of the man, you know, he could have a, a right. child later in his years, but right. at the end of the day, you know, you you want to try and you know have that going at you know you know a young age and stuff like that. So, oh man, that's one of the ones that you're definitely gonna be leaning on the Lord. Like, okay, God, you you know you said it now, you know, but in, in your own self, within yourself, you're gonna be like, well. You know, it's kind of kind of too late within your own self, not, you know, not being disrespectful towards the Lord. But what you're going to have your personal struggles with is like, you know, man, you know, I'm going to have to raise a child. And, you know, I'm, after a while, I'm going to be struggling to do some of the things that I used to do. You know, you, you uh-huh. can't get out and, and move around as much as you used to. Now, we know that back then in those those times, they did live to be a lot older, you know, but at right. the end of the day. Right. You know, they still had some different, you know, issues as you age, you know. So, you know, whether your sight go, your strength go, something's going to go. Something's going to change. It ain't the same as, right. you know, 29 and 99. Ain't no way. You know, but right. like you said, is there anything too hard for God? So, you know, God get the get the glory at the end of the day, you know. So I would have been struggling with that on the inside to sum it all up. All right. Okay. All right. Well, all those those are valid. I, I appreciate the viewpoint um, from both uh, the uh, the men and and the women, and you know we we can all see that um, you know that that would be that would be challenging, you know, because we even though we Abraham knew God and 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 uh, had faith in God. You know, still, it, I can only imagine that a little bit in the back of his mind, you know, they were thinking, well, ain't Isaac enough? I mean, uh, uh, Ishmael, you know, isn't Ishmael enough? You know, God, that that's, you know, we got Ishmael, that, that's good enough. But Ishmael came through the permissive will. This goes back to what Sister Oliver said earlier, which was a, a great point. It wasn't God's perfect will. Um, so it had to happen because God spoke it. It had to happen. And there, there are some things in our lives that it may seem like it's delayed, 
and it may even be delayed, but it's never denied. Okay? It may be delayed. It may be held up for whatever reason, but it's not denied. If God has spoke something to you, I don't care how long it takes, you can't die until whatever God spoke to you until that thing happens. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the law. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. We got to understand and that the question was asked, is there anything, is anything too hard for the Lord? And and a lot of times we get to a place in life because life seemingly has a way of beating us up and we, we seem to struggle more. That's one of the reasons why we've been uh, differentiating between this gospel and that gospel because we want the saints, we want the children of God to understand it. just because if you if you with this gospel, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have situations that seemingly is not favorable. But no matter what it is that you go through, if you stick with this gospel, you have the blessed assurance that God, through his son Jesus Christ, is always with you, no matter how hard it gets. <laughs> Excuse me. No matter what the struggle is, okay. So we can't get wrapped up in that gospel that that wants us to believe everything is going to always go our way. That's not. That's just not true. Okay. That's just not true. So Abraham around uh, ninety nine, Sarah around eighty nine. The angel comes, talks to them. Sarah overhears the conversation. She laughs, and as Sister Tober said, hey, we don't, you know, it doesn't really specify if she laughed for unbelief or uh, just out of amazement. But with the angel asking, is there anything too hard, then that leads me to believe that, that uh, I think Sister Tober said this also, that it might have been a little doubt there. So for the angel to ask that question, then there must have been some doubt there. And, and hey, I mean, you know, some of us, the ages that we are now, you, you wouldn't, you have a little doubt there, you know, even now. No, let's talk about it at, at the age of 89, okay? <clears throat> so we see this is getting ready to come to pass. It's getting ready to happen. Now let's go over to Genesis, uh, the 20th chapter, because for the most part, the rest of eight, uh, chapter 18 and then chapter 19 pretty much talks about uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, talks about Lot and Abraham, and then Abram asking the angels, you know, uh, would God spare the city? You know, so we're not going to get into that. We want to stick with uh, our text. We want to stick with our theme, our subject, uh, Abram and Sarah, Abraham and Sarah. So let's go to Genesis, the 20th chapter, and look at verse number 12. This is just one verse here, and then we're going to go into our conclusion. But I just want to bring this out, Genesis, the 20th chapter, verse number 12. All right, and it says, uh, And yet indeed she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother, and she became my wife. The reason why I want to bring that out is, you know, so often we've, we've heard about Abraham lying, you know, about Sarah being his sister. And 
you know, when I look back at this and I, and I thought about it, and it was like he really, you know, he really didn't lie. You know, because a lot of times we try to go and pull stuff out on people. You know, this one did, that one, that one. And, and most cases for Abraham, we, we, most cases folks, you know, say he lied. But it, right there, Genesis 20 and 12, we see that they were more or less step, I guess step, uh, well, half brother and sister. Okay. Uh, they had the, well, was, they had the same father. Okay, but not the same mother. And we understand that now in today's time that would be strange. Okay, that would be strange, man. You you know, that'll be considered unless you're from the the, the, the the real country where they where they marry their cousins and stuff, you know. That would be real strange. Okay? But as Minister Tober said, back in those days, you know, God you know, Israel, that bloodline and it wasn't even as much Israel at this point, because it's still Abraham, it's just it's everything starting out. But throughout Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, uh, and then those twelve boys, they they really tried to stick with marrying inside the family. But we do know that some of them went outside and things like that. But I just want to bring that quick point out that uh, Sarah was Abraham's sister. Okay, they had uh, the same father, which I think is Terah. Uh, yeah, Tara was was their father, but they had different mothers. Okay, so I just wanted to bring that quick point out. Now let's go. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up in a few minutes. Let's go to chapter 21. Okay, let's go to chapter 21, and we'll be finishing in this chapter. Um, here we're going to see where Sarah has Isaac. Abraham circumcises him on the eighth day. All right, so let's go to let's go to verse uh, five. Let's go to Genesis. Chapter 21, verse 5. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh, so that all that hear will laugh with me. Now, let's, let's go over that laughing again. So Sarah just, Sarah just, seemingly she was just a joyful person. She, she laughed when she heard it. Now that she done had the baby, she's laughing again. Okay? And that's what it, that's what happens sometimes. God will reveal and tell us things and we really don't accept it or maybe believe it until that thing comes to pass. Because whether you believe it or not, and I know there's some out there that say, Well, if you don't believe it, God can't do it. Uh, that's not true. God can do God's gonna do just what he said. Okay, God's going to do, he's not man that he should lie. And he's not the son of man where he has to repent. If he spoke it, he's going to do it. So Sarah now is joyful, laughing, verse 7, and she said, Who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children suck? Let me, let, let's, for the panel, why was it so important for Sarah to have a child? What 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 are we what are we seeing in this? Why was it so important for Sarah to have a child? Anybody want to want to uh, comment on that? I'll comment. I w- I would say the importance, um, you know, just um, briefly would be, you know, to be able to fulfill, uh, you know, prophecy what God had spoke initially, 
that was important. Not only that, you know, as far as the context of having a, not only having a child, but having that male, um, you know, kind of, you know, just yes, solidifies sir. that family. And, you know, for, for a woman to be able to have, you know, a male, that was the, you know, the male is going to carry on the family at the end of the wow. day, you know, so we can put our, our our modern understanding on that. So that's just like, you right. know, me having children. If I have, you know, uh, four girls, you know, they're going to, you know, hopefully go older and, and, and get married and they're going to carry on uh, the next legacy um, because they're going to have a different last name. But that male, that's going to, that's that's going to continue to grow the family from there. So, you know, two different ways to look at it, but it's very important not only just to have the child but to have the male and also to be able to fulfill the prophecy. Our God spoke it and said that, you know, that um, Abraham was going to be a father of many nations, and, you know, that was going to go through his seed and, and go the way that God said it, you know, to begin with. So it's it's a lot in it. So. I'll just say that, you know, and, and end it there. Great. That was great, Minister Tober. That was great. Any of my sisters, anything y'all want to input on that? Um, I guess during that time, to add to um, what Minister Tober said, during that time um, in which they, they lived, you know, bearing children was, it was like a, a necessity, you know, for most women for financial security. And um, it actually, you know, having a male, uh, a male child is, is like a social status thing. So it was something that was, you know, you was you, they pretty much judged by if you had the, a male child or not. So and if you didn't have wow. um, a male child, then or even a child period, somehow you were looked at maybe as being cursed or uh, deserving of any unhappy state that you were in. So. Uh, Sarah, Sarah, or Sarah, she she was in a, a a position where it was a social thing, a financial thing, um, emotional thing. I'm sure, so a mental thing, all of that she was going through. So it was very important that she um, bear a child. And that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Wow, y'all, y'all, wow. Mr. Tobert, you got anything you want to add? I think they pretty much took what I was about to say because I was definitely going to speak on the male child to keep the legacy of the family going, and I was going to say also how it was deemed to be a curse if you weren't able to carry. So they pretty much summed it up, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, they they did. And and it's funny because... uh, Sister, uh, Sister Tober, your 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 last name before before you married your 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 baby daddy was, was Jackson. Yes, that's correct. Okay, and and Sister Oliver, before you married uh, Emma Oliver, your, you was was it Dukes? Was your the name you were born? Yeah, in? it was, was Dukes. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all took y'all y'all took y'all daddy's name originally. But as Mr. Mm-hmm. Tober and, and Sister Tober, and, I mean, and Sister Oliver, well, as Sister Tober, all y'all stated, once y'all got married, that girl goes off, gets married, you know, and then her name changes. Her identity changes. Her 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 sufficiency, her, 
protector, her provider, one that brings safety, security, and provision, it all changes because she is leaving her father, the one that brought her in, and now she's been taken on by another one that is saying, the father said, well, I gave you life. But the husband says, I'll give you my life. Let me say that again. The father says, I gave you life. But now the husband comes on and says, I'll give you my life. Or I'll lay down my life for you. I'll give you my life. Your daddy gave you life, but I'll give you my life. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And, and that's what Brother happened. Pastor, can I jump in right there, please? Jump, jump on in like, like we're doing hopscotch. Jump in. <laughs> so since you, since you made that comment pertaining to um, fathers and daughters and husband and wife, you probably don't remember uh-huh. this conversation because it's, it's been about 12 years ago now. But I remember one day... You and I were in the office, um, and we didn't we didn't go to me and Kevin. We didn't, we don't sit in the office. We don't get in trouble now. But it was a conversation right. that you and I were having it, and we were in the office with you. And I said something along the lines of how my daddy is my best friend, and it was like my daddy, my daddy, my daddy. And you <laughs> you came in and you got me straight together because you said that you remember. <laughs> Um, having a similar conversation conversation with your wife because she too is a daddy's girl, but she had uh-huh. to come in and be like, "Hey, like, yeah, that's your daddy. I'm glad you love your dad, but you are my wife now." So, you know, it just it just made me think of that conversation that you and I had had years ago because for the longest I didn't understand it. Um, I can't remember all the scriptures now. But you literally threw them at me like, uh-uh, read this, read this, read that, read that. And I'm like, dang, Pastor, like, why are you so right? <laughs> so it definitely just made me think of that conversation. I just wanted to, to throw that in there really quick. All right, all right. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It, it's true. It is truth. And, and that's why the Bible is so, is so straight to the point concerning marriage and the importance of that man and that woman being joined together and knowing knowing each other's roles, godly roles, um, and what God expects from us, not what the world suggests, not what social media says a wife should be. Not, not what Facebook says a husband should be, but what does God say? How does God tell me as a husband how am I supposed to deal with my wife? How am I supposed to deal with my children if we have children? And vice versa, you got the same book that tells the wife how to deal with that husband. You know? And, and sometimes... Because we're humans, you know, we, we forget those scriptures. And I'm a stickler for what did the Word say? What does the Word say? And if that man does his part according to what the Word says, and if that woman does her part according to what the Word says, that's when the scriptures fulfilled. Therefore, those that God has joined together, let no man put asunder. 
because if if I'm doing if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and I'm sticking with the book and and and, uh, and especially believers, you know, especially believers, you know, it is is that's why marriage marriage has always been under attack. Okay, marriage has always been under attack because it's a mystery how two can become one. So that's why marriage is hard. It's hard work. You know, it's a daily, it's a daily uh, fight to protect each other. You know, to keep each other. Um, you know, to to be that covering for each other. So not only should I cover my wife, but my wife should cover me. Okay? My wife should be my protector just as well as overall I'm her protector. Meaning, and what that protector means, if somebody's coming in my house. I'm not going to push my wife out there. All right, you go see who at the door. You go, you know, you go see what that noise is. No, I, I'm the protector. I'm the one. Uh, God has placed me here symbolically, symbolic to how Jesus was with the church, okay? And the man is supposed to love his wife, Lord help us tonight, as Christ loved the church in so much as he gave his life. And that's where I get... The man should bring provision and protection, meaning you give your life for that woman. You give your life. You want her to understand you're not in it by yourself. I got you. Okay? So, all right, yeah, that, we, can keep, we can keep going on that. We can keep going on that. And, and just like, you know, in my own family, you know, all three of my sons are named after me. Okay? And that Zachary name is going to continue on. But Amaria, when she gets married, you know, her name, you know, nine times out of ten, most likely it's going to change. It should. And Pamela, when she gets married, you know, her name should change as well. You know, I, I would be crazy. No, your last name going to forever be Zachary. No. Get on out there. Have me some grandchildren. Don't get married. Have me some grandchildren. Okay? So, great point, y'all. Great. Uh, I don't want to get stuck there because we can't. Matter of fact, let me give... Let me give the offering information, and then, and then we'll, we'll be getting ready to wrap this up. Uh, thank you all so much for everyone that, that's tuning in on tonight. Uh, we got uh, two things, as we always do on the Tuesday nights. I know it's been, uh, I don't even know if the information was given last Tuesday. Hey, y'all definitely forgive me. Me and my wife both, we just, uh, our mind was just somewhere else. So um, I didn't even think about Bible study until about 805, 805 or 810s. And a minute or so later, Elder Oliver texted me just to make sure we was okay. So um, we got our extended arms, which is our outreach to our community. If you would like to uh, give whatever the Lord lays on your heart, you can give to that ministry. Uh, the Cash App is dollar sign EA Ministry. Once again, the Cash App is dollar sign EA Ministry. And may the Lord bless you. For, for that, whatever it is that you would like to give on tonight, you can do so. Also, try a local church, uh, Praise Tabernacle Church, Inc. Uh, that cash app information is dollar sign PTC 877. Once again, dollar sign PTC. That stands for Praise Tabernacle Church. And the number is 877. And may the Lord bless you real good. Thank you so much. All right, let let let's try to wrap this up. Um, so we're at what verse seven, 
Let's look at the end of verse 7. This is uh, Genesis 21. Let's look at the end of verse 7. For I have borne him a son in his old age. Okay, so that, that goes back to what the panel was just saying. <laughs> Excuse me. That what the panel was just saying, how important it was not just to have a child, but to have a boy child. Okay, because we know the male carries the seed. All right? So let's see. And the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. Uh, very quickly, verse 7 again. Uh, Sarah should have given children stuff. Uh, not only we see that she, she had Isaac, but God renewed, as he renewed her body for her to have a child, he also furnished as we know, mothers um, breastfeed, and they, they, you know, from what I, I hear, they said breastfeeding the baby, a breastfed baby is some of the most healthiest uh, babies. So even, even in that portion, it was a miracle. So not only did she have the child, but God did the whole thing to make sure she was able to even nurture Isaac. Okay, she was able to to feed him. She God. God did, I mean, he didn't do a half miracle. He did it all the way. He did it all the way through, which is another encouragement to us. Once again, whatever God said, okay, if God said it's going to be, it's going to manifest and it's going to be complete. You ain't going to have to wonder about, well, you know, I got, you know, like, like these prophets do us. Well, I, I see you don't have this, that, and the other, and, and then, Time go by. Well, I got half of it, but I didn't get the other half. The prophet said this, but I got a portion. Well, I guess he was right because I got a portion of it. No, if God said He's doing the whole, as the old folks say, kid caboodle, He's doing it all the way. Okay, well, it won't be no doubt in nobody's mind that this is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Okay, so let's get ready to close here. So the child grew. Let's look at verse nine. And Sarah saw the son. Now, here we go. We're going to change gears a little bit right here. So let, let's watch this. Verse 9. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with us. Let's talk about that just just for a few minutes, just for a few moments. If we go back, we remember Hagar was making fun and was mocking Sarah. Now, Isaac, Ishmael, is doing the same thing. Now, Ishmael is mocking and whatever, taunting or bullying, if you will, you know, uh, uh, making fun of little baby Isaac. This goes back to what we were saying in the beginning. You know, we're trying to help God. And we understand, we know, we look back. You know, this ain't, this ain't the part where we beat the women. But we look back, we know all of this was suggested by Sarah. Okay? Sarah put them out. Sarah, you know, years ago, she wanted them out. God had to come back and tell Hagar, come on back, you know, submit. But now here we go again. 
all because of what Sarah suggested. Now you got to face this thing again. And see, that's what happened a lot of times. Occasionally, we, we put ourselves in situations, and then when it comes time to having to face it, then we want God to bail us out. And God said, wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't have nothing to do with that. That was all you. Okay, so let me stop right now, because now we, we got another. It, it was Sarah and Haggard. Now it's, it's, it's Ishmael, okay, that's on, on the forefront. Now he's mocking. Okay, now he's making fun. What what could possibly, what do y'all think could be going on, uh, just let's say, with with, Sarah, with, with this whole little situation right now? Because it's it, taking the turn. It went from, okay, everybody parading and shouting. She got a baby. But now, <coughs> excuse me, we see Ishmael mocking. What, what, what could possibly be going on right now? Anybody on the panel? Um, I'll say when it comes down to him mocking, I, I don't I don't really get that part as far as why he would be mocking because at the end of the day, I know he's he's older, you know, than than Isaac obviously and I don't know how much he would know about the situation. So the only way he could start mocking is if this is me this is uh, you know, subjective. It's not you know, me me saying that that's exactly what it is, but as if, you know, your mom is feeding you something and you're going along and standing by what mama uh initially was starting and you, you done picked up the same sentiments, you know, and you wanna get on the same train. That's the only thing that wow. I think you know, is that, you know, you, you you know what's going on. Now you've been informed. Think about how you know, that happens in modern day times where you, you got a child that hears what mama been saying about whether it be daddy or, or, or whatever and get the saying little things and that's all you hear and, and all it is, your dad ain't nothing or this and that. And then, okay, now the child picks that up as well and goes on to the same train of thought and say different wow. things. So that's only where I could come from on this standpoint on my opinion on that part, and that's what I think, you know, my opinion, my viewpoint on that is that, you know, he's picking up from, from what mom had going on. Wow. That's that. Right. I'm going to agree. Go ahead. I'm going to agree with um, what you just said. That was my thought process as well. You know, you've, <laughs> he was somewhere being in grown folks' business. He probably heard his mom mocking uh, Sarah, he probably heard all of this, you know, growing up, he probably heard all of this stuff that how stuff transpired and everything. So, you know, kids are like that. I've experienced that myself personally, um, where I, I thought somebody was my father and it was who I was raised with. I was at my, I thought was my grandparents' house, but they raised me like I was their child. And all I hear is my cousin saying, oh, that's not that's not her dad and that's not her dad and I'm like I'm hearing this from the kids my little cousin so I, I get it because they in grown folks wow. business so Ooh. I okay okay I hear you sister Oliver sister Tobert you got you, you seeing anything no I'm pretty much on the same wave I was I was thinking the same thing um possibly the adults having conversations in front of the child that don't need to be had or maybe he was eavesdropping but 
in order for it to be mocking to that degree, something had to be said yeah. um, to where he was, you know, kind of taunting him in a sense. But that's why my mom, my, and I have a, a very young mom. Like, my mom isn't even 50 yet. Uh, she's very young. And she was very big on stay out of grown folks' business. Or when yeah. growing up for, you know, playing cards or what have you, we either got to, well, we didn't have upstairs then. So we had to go outside, <laughs> um, basically just to get out of the way because some things that adults are talking about don't need to be said in front of kids because it just it's not our business. So you know maybe he was eavesdropping or who knows maybe somebody was just being petty and you know having those adult conversations with him because they didn't care. So we'll that's, see. That's good. That's that's a that's a good point right there. Along with all the other good points, what if, what if and I, I know we just trying to put it out there to to, to be thought provoking, but what what if you know Hagar didn't feel that she had you know she probably didn't really have anybody else to uh, talk to you know a, a lot of these especially if you you want to deal with single women um, that that has a son you know. It might be a little far-fetched out to see, but sometimes they'll treat that son like, you know, he's not just a son, like he's a, you know, boyfriend or, you know, adult or, you know, something different, and, and they, they may forget, hey, that's, this is just my baby. This is my son. But I don't have no one else to talk to. I don't have no one else I can go to, so I'll share information with him. Because I don't have nobody else, possibly. I'm just we just throwing it out there. Don't have anyone else to share it with. So those those are some those are some great points. Uh, I mean, Lord, I don't want to get stuck there, but that that's a lot. That's a lot right there. So all right, let let's let's you know. All right, okay, let's move along. All right, let's see here. Um, verse ten. Wherefore she said unto Abraham. Cast out this bond woman and her son, for the son of this bond woman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. Sarah's trying to make sure <laughs> she's trying to make sure her she's taken care of. She's trying to make sure her life insurance policy uh, is legit. She's trying to make sure her inheritance is legit. So what is she doing? She's looking out for her son. Okay, and she's wanting to make and remind Abraham, hey, this bond woman, okay, now she not, you know, when people get upset at you, they'll call y'all kind of that. So it, it done went from Hagar to uh, the servant or what? Well, this bond woman shall not be heir, you know, this bond woman's son, not Abraham's son, but this bond woman's son. See, Sarah, Sarah hitting where it hurt now. She, she's coming. She's, you know, just right there. She's not even acknowledging Abraham that this is a, that this is Abraham's son, this bondwoman's son. Okay, and verse eleven. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. Okay? Not necessarily because of Hagar, but because this is almost twelve, thirteen years later. So Isaac is probably around thirteen now. So could you imagine the the bond? Uh, for a father to a son, 
13 years, and now you're trying to tell me to put them out? Okay? Let's think about that for a second. All right? This this is a 13-year, and y'all remember months ago when we, when we got to the point about Ishmael, <coughs> we brought up, and I think we got stuck about why uh, possibly God told uh, Hagar to take the boy back. Y'all go back because of the importance of him being raised by his father. And now maybe Ishmael is seeing now that this child is being born, possibly Ishmael is saying, wait a minute. Now, all this that's been said, I really didn't have to worry about because the child wasn't born, because the child wasn't here. But now this thing is coming to pass. This thing is, is, is working itself out. She has a baby now. So, you know, just like, hey, he's laughing, he's marking, you know, he making fun because possibly, I'm just saying possibly, because now everything that he's been told, he didn't have to worry about for the first 12 years, but now that thing has came. Now, hey, he's like, wait a minute. Where's my place at now with my daddy? Okay, so it's a lot that we can we can pull out of there, especially, and I know Sister Oliver just brought it up, it's, uh, with family structures and and thinking, you know, this person is, or these people or whatever, you know, your grandparents is your parents, or whatever it is, and then to find out, you know, everybody else knows the secret, but you find out later, okay? All right, so verse 12, we're going to try to get through here. And God said to Abraham, let, not, let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the land and because of the, thy bondwoman. And all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice. For in Isaac shall thy seed be called. And also the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation because he is thy seed. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it to, unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder and the child, and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. Okay. And let me just close. Let's look at... Um, uh, yeah, let's go down to verse 21. No, let's go to 17. And God heard the voice of the lad, and the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him in thine hand, for I will make him a great nation. And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave, to the, lad, gave the lad to drink. And God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. Last verse here. And he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother took him a wife out of the land of Egypt. Why did, why did Hagar take, why y'all think she, she took him a wife out of the land of Egypt? That's just a little question. Uh, Anybody? I don't, I don't, I don't know that one, Pastor. Uh, I don't know why she would have purposely taken out of the land of Egypt. Right where, off where the was back. she from? Um, 
Man, now you making me gonna go back. <laughs> she was she was an Egyptian, right? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I'm was, she an, was she an, an Egyptian? One of them, one of them was an Egyptian. I ain't know if it was Sarah or Hagar, but one of them was an Egyptian. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I could be Lord knows I could be wrong, but I think it was. I think Hagar was was an Egyptian. I think so. One that okay, let me let me go find. Yeah, look at it real quick. Y'all go over. Let's go. You find that and let us know. Let's go to Galatians fourth chapter, and I'm gonna read these few verses, and I'll be through. Galatians four, verse twenty-eight through thirty-one. So we heard all that in the Old Testament. Let's see what the New Testament says about it, and I and I'll be through. Galatians the fourth chapter, verse twenty-eight uh, through thirty-one. Okay, Sister Kenya. So, yeah, so Hagar was Egyptian. Is that right, Sister Kenya? Sister Kenya texted me. But, yeah, I think, I think that's what it was. I think Hagar was an Egyptian. So she, what the point, what I was trying to pull out was she she took him back to find him a wife of her, of, of her folk. Yeah, I remember we was talking about that earlier about um, uh, the, the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and those boys, you know, marrying for the most part, some did go out, but for the most part, marrying, keeping it uh, in the family some kind of way. So if, if I'm right, if Hagar was an Egyptian, that, that was just one of the points I was trying to bring out, that she took him back to Egypt. That's correct. I'm seeing that is correct. correct. Okay, cool. All right. Thank you all. Thank you, uh, Mr. Tobit and, and Sister Kenya. All right. Okay. All right, I'm through. Let's do this. Galatians fourth chapter verse twenty eight through thirty one. I'm gonna read that right through, and then I and then we'll cl- we'll, we'll do a round robin, then we'll close. Uh, Galatians fourth chapter verse twenty eight through thirty one. Now we brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise, because we know this is Paul um, dealing with the Jews. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. Okay? Who was born after the flesh? Was it Ishmael or was it Isaac that was born after the flesh? Ishmael. Ishmael. Okay? So with that understanding, let's read 29 again. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what saith the scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Okay? So just, just and, and spiritually, we know that we are, are joint heirs with Christ. And we we are is imputing to us the righteousness uh, through faith in Jesus Christ, and how Abraham was was considered right because of his faith, okay? because of his faith in God. So we have um, a right. We have just as much right. We are part, even though we are Gentiles. We have been adopted in, and we have been adopted in. All right now we 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 are considered our son because of our faith uh, in Jesus Christ. 
Okay. All right. I'm through for the night. Uh, <clears throat> thank all y'all so much for tuning in and being a part. Uh, to the panel, man, y'all worked tonight. Y'all did a great job. Y'all did an awesome, uh, awesome job. Any Anybody want just one or two last points before we close on tonight from the panel? Um, I'll start with a point. Um, first off, a uh, great message, um, you know, to be able to put everything into perspective. Um, basically, I will say that, you know, we, we just got to know that we have to listen to God. When God tells us, um, you know, that something's going to happen, we got to, you know, do our part and listen uh, accordingly. He give us instructions, listen to those instructions. Don't try to take matters into your own hands um, because, you know, that could turn into a whole mess of things. But even if we see how, even if things begin to go off course, um, God will still come in and, and fix things and, and take care of the, the mistakes that we may have on, along the path. So meaning that even though Abraham went in, in off course and did some things that were not in the um, in the perfect will, he went to the permissive will, but God still blessed both of them. He blessed both children, as we can see, um, to be able to cover things up. And the other point was one of the good things, um, that, that you said earlier, Pastor, that we got to remember that, you know, when God says something, you know, that it can be delayed but not denied. So some things that we, you know, we can take that into our own lives. And, you know, God gives us a promise that it's going to happen. Like you said, it may be delayed but not denied. So we got to believe it and know that it's going to happen. That's it. All right. Great point. Great point, man. All right. Sister Oliver, Sister Oliver. I guess um, trust God no matter what, regardless of how a situation looks. Nothing is impossible for him. If we get out of ourselves and just, just keep continue to seek him, we'll see that everything will work out according to his timing and his purpose, and nothing is impossible. Just trust him. Amen. Amen. All right. What's oh, that? I guess that means that that's my turn. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so there, yeah, there's yeah. a saying that says, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. And I think that this is like the perfect <laughs> example of that because from the very beginning when we started this series a, a month or so ago, um, Hagar, Abram, and Sarah, they tried to come in and make it what they wanted it to be since they thought that Sarah was barren. So from the very beginning, they had their hands all in what was going to become of whether or not there would be children um, or not. So as everybody has already stated, just sit back and let God work. Like, we're so anxious and we're so impatient, and we just don't want to wait to find out, like, what's going to happen and how it's going to come to pass. But... As the word stated, nothing is too hard for God. Like absolutely nothing. It don't matter what it looks like. It don't matter what it feels like. It don't matter what it seems like. If God gave us that promise, that it's gonna come to pass. We just have to sit back and just have that faith and just wait. And that's even you know today in 2023, we're just impatient. We're impatient. We don't wanna we don't wanna wait for anything. But 
this story in particular should teach you to wait because I feel like had they waited and just let God's plan and his promise play out as he set for it to be, and they could have probably saved like a lot of that dysfunction and heartache. So, yes. you know, just wait for the Lord because nothing is too hard for him. Amen. Amen. Great. Great. Thank you, Minister Tobert, Sister Oliver, and Sister Tobert. Thank y'all so much. Y'all did. Y'all made it easy for me on tonight. That was, uh, and I, it was just the last minute. I uh, just let the panel know, I think, earlier today that we're going to do this tonight. So, y'all, uh, I appreciate y'all being, being prepared and being ready uh, to assist on tonight. So, thank y'all so much. And may God just really bless y'all. So, let's keep um, the Jackson. Uh, Tober, what was your aunt? What was your aunt's name? Last name? I know it's not um, the Jackson should, side. No, um, this is on my mom's side. Her name is uh, last name is Bailey. Bailey. Yes, Keisha Bailey. Okay. Okay. All right. Y'all keep the Bailey family uh, in prayer over the death of Sister Bailey, and also uh, the Oglesby family, the Anthony family of uh, Mother uh, Anthony that passed as well. So let's keep these families uh, lifted up in prayer. The thing about death is it's coming to all of us. We're praying and interceding for others just like one of these days it's going to be our turn. So uh, that's why let's make sure we got our anchor and it's on the true and solid foundation. And that's in Jesus Christ. That's the only solid foundation. That's the only solid rock. Every other, any other God, any other belief outside of through Jesus Christ is sinking sand. And if you don't get it right, you don't get it right before it's too late. In hell, you will lift up your eyes. I know preachers ain't preaching about hell no more. I want you to think everybody's going to heaven. And I don't care how many RIPs uh, you live. I don't care how many angels they put on your picture on a t-shirt with clouds and with stars and with a uh, with Jesus in the background. If you ain't accepted Christ and repented of your sins and turned from your evil ways, then you're in trouble. So get it get it done before it's eternally too late. As the old folks say, while the blood is running warm in your veins. God bless you tonight. This has been another great, great, awesome, anointed Bible study Praise Tabernacle Church. As we leave this place, we never God's presence. Matthew 28, 19-20 says us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. God bless you. Good night.